All right, you so I'm 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 a little nervous. You're nervous? Just oh yeah, a little you bit. are nervous. Well, see, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I've been on this whole like journey thing now for a while. It all started when this 20 year old moved into my house and made me go on the keto diet with him. And since we were buying groceries together, it just made sense. And then I was like annoyingly talking to who you're going to talk to today, who we're going to speak with today. Yep. For he's I'm going to he's the most patient salesperson. <laughs> that I've ever dealt with because it took him a solid like 14 months to get me to buy my first program and now I'm like three programs in so like it's worth it it worked but like I was hesitant it's a commitment 14 months that's what I'm that's why I'm calling him super committed to the process <laughs> that's what I'm like, saying I, I understand him and Hong for like maybe like a month or two listen it, I'm going to tell you this. In the time frame it took me to make a decision, the price went up twice. <laughs> okay. So then it, every time it went up, I was like, well, dang. Like, shoot. I missed the window. <laughs> you know, like, but I wasn't ready to make the commitment in myself at the time. And then I, at the time I did it, I was. Okay. So it was right for me. It just cost me more, but that's okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, but to keep, not to keep you guys in suspense, in suspense anymore, we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah. You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, Hello theater, theater family. family. I'm Travis. And I'm Rachel, and welcome to another episode of I Can't. I have rehearsal a podcast for the creative visionary. So, like I told you guys, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because my my personal trainer is here today, Yay. and uh, that's nerve wracking for somebody that's on a fitness journey who's like on an online coaching <laughs> experience, like. You know, I don't know. I never get any like. You never get any like. Like real time, and I'm in a tank. I don't know why I chose a tank top. I that was. Arms, <laughs> man. I was telling her. Good. I was like, you can see the things. Like there's there's like lions and stuff. Yeah. It's... So we have Mr. Patrick Lyons joining joining us today. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Patrick Lyons is the CEO, owner, operator, president of the Lion Shred fitness program, the program that I've been using now for, God, I don't know. I got it pre-COVID, so I'm a good six months into my journey with Patrick. Um, he also... Look at how much you've achieved in six months. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, this is not about me, but thank you so much. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am not a fitness person. I used to be really into it, and now I'm just like, I will jog. <laughs> yeah. No, I... Patrick helped me realize I needed to make a change. Yeah. So, and like I said, it took him 14 months to get that realization into my head, but he was real persistent <laughs> and real patient about it. So he did a great job. Like you were talking back and forth. Okay. Just so I understand this correctly. Were you talking back and forth for 15, for 14 months? I'd have to go. I'd have to really dig deep in the DMS between Patrick <laughs> and I to like get back to the first one ever sent to give you an actual timeline. But it was a, it was an excruciating amount of time for somebody who's trying to like, help you and also who's trying to like sell a product for you to like buy the product to like that's like here's the thing though i was his worst nightmare i, I totally i own it <laughs> but that that would make me feel good though talking to somebody who could be like potentially a trainer to be like i will handhold you 
<laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> as long as you need to feel comfortable. I'm totally I'm get it. Well, Patrick, welcome to the show, and thank you for doing it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. This is crazy. I, I When I asked the question, I just figured you'd be like, yeah, I don't really do that. And I'd be like, okay. Well, <laughs> and now it's happening. <laughs> it's real, man. It's here. Oh, man. It's so crazy. You're our, our, our first really big guest. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I am flattered and honored. But really, I really am excited. I love doing this. I love talking to people. That's awesome. Well, we love talking to people. That's why we have a podcast. Well, the reason I reached out to Patrick is not only has he helped me a lot and made a big difference in my life in the last six months, but he also has a background in performing arts and speech, which is also something that's pretty new and prevalent to me because I'm going to be a speech coach this year as long as Miss Corona allows us to have speech in in the schools. Um, so I mean, you probably still have speech because that's a that's a that's a Zoom. Yeah, I mean, we'll figure that out, hopefully. But yeah, so Patrick has a great background and all that, and he's a terrific public speaker. He gave a TED Talk um, that... You're TED Talk famous? (laughs) I have given a TED Talk, yes. Yeah, he's given a TED Talk. I told you, he's a real good... You can tell how much research I did it. (laughs) (laughs) She just kind of came in. I said 14 months to research, so it's fine. Yeah, I did. You really did. I know everything about you. I I perused your Instagram and checked out your TikTok. That's as far as I got. I showed Rachel the picture you sent us to use for like the show art, and she was like... Okay. And I was like, I was like, listen, if I, when, when I look like that, there's going to be one of those like on the front door. So when people walk in, they're going to know like, this is who lives here and just get ready to see it live and in person because it's a real thing. (laughs) Like it's a real deal. Um, so since Patrick is obviously a first time member of our podcast and a guest here, we are going to have him answer the theater Theater family family questions. questions. We really need a new sound for that. That is so cheesy. I love it though. I love that it's cheesy. (laughs) I love him trying to keep like a serious straight face as like this debauchery is happening in front of him. Yeah. You don't Um, have to be serious. We, we preface this that we're, we're fun. We're pretty fun and loose. I'm about it. Um, so, Patrick, these questions are questions that we ask every new guest, um, just to kind of get a feel so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. We are a performing arts-based podcast, so a lot of these are centered around that, um, but feel free to take those in a different path if you so choose. Um, so cool. our first question is, what was your inspiration for being a part of the performing arts or speech? What got you invested in that? What got you interested? <laughs> So the first time I got into it was 100% because of a girl. The girl I had a crush on was into the whole theater thing. She was always <laughs> the one who starred in, you know, whatever play or musical we were doing in elementary school back in second grade, I think. And I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how it started for me, for sure. Um, but I mean that girl is not who I am with today, obviously. So it's like, that wasn't, you know, the continuing factor. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like, I just started to, to love it. Like, and when I say started to, I mean all the way back from second grade, I loved performing. It was like being on a stage in front of people was kind of invigorating. I think my very first role was the fire eater in a circus production of some sort. Uh, and then my first lead role was Columbus and my and that was fourth grade, 
And then my second lead role was Pinocchio in fifth grade. So like having those experiences was super, super cool. And I loved it. It was just like, I got invigorated. I was energized by being on stage and then it just kind of continued from there. Applause is addicting. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> and in, in theory, Patrick discovered America is what I just heard. <laughs> 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 in, in a small way, he helped us discover America in part of our history story. So It was 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Oh Looking God. for a land far, far away, the land he found was the USA. Hey! Oh, yeah! <laughs> so good so good oh. the, thing that's wild, the thing that's wild is that i 100 percent have not said that since the fourth grade i don't know how that all just came out there's that stuff was, that will just yeah. stick with you like the 50 yeah. 50 united states oh my gosh i can still do all 50 states in alphabetical order Same. like <laughs> that's what i'm talking about from like sixth 50, grade 50 do you do it do you do it into like the tune that's like Alabama, oh, oh yeah Arizona. there's no other way to do it <laughs> if you just can look at me and just say them in your normal voice and you don't have a rhythm to it i don't trust you i think you're weird like that's psychopath the, yeah that's that's like serial killer ask right there i'm not really into that um gotcha. all right question number two uh what is your favorite role you've played so far whether it be like on a stage or in a speech meet or how however you want to like umbrella that for you yeah so if we're talking about on an actual stage my favorite role is uh the tin man and the wizard of oz that was my sophomore year of high school and it was just the most unreal experience because we spent like $30,000 on the production. We literally used the costumes from, I think, the Broadway production slash we hired Wicked's flight director from Broadway to do our flight scenes. It was insane. And we went to like, we went to a four-day high school in the suburbs. It's not like we were like the super wealthy school. We just spent $30,000 on our production and then like almost broke even with ticket sales. So we weren't trying to like profit off of it. We were trying to almost break even. Uh, but yeah, like that was crazy because I'm this sophomore and every single other lead role in the show was a senior. And so it was like I was like a, in a stretch position where I was like trying to, you know, be on the same level as these people two years older than me. And then I'm just like completely silver and in this massive costume. And it was uh, it was a blast. Did you paint um, yourself silver? Did you do the, uh, the, the makeup artist or tech director did, yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. $30,000. That was yeah, double was, the Little Mermaid budget. I, I directed scared. a production of Little Mermaid last, like, two summers ago now. Yes, yeah. I was in it. And we had a budget of, like, 15000 And we our production was, I couldn't even, I can't even imagine what $30,000 could do. That's crazy. Yeah. Screens. Well, I mean, it got you. <laughs> I got you the fly people saying, from Wicked. So I mean, that yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say there's a small chance that I am misremembering the number because it was so long ago, but I don't know. But I think that's around what it was. That yeah. sounds accurate because I can't imagine anybody who like works on legit Broadway, like coming in for a production. Like so, like we have a, a five, you know, a five thousand dollar budget. Do you think you come in and do the fly rigging for us? <laughs> They'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like unless yeah. maybe they're like baby niece or something yeah, like that. Isn't it's like, like no, sorry, I we're reviving the her. music man right now, so we really can't <laughs> deal with you. I don't have time for that. But for Lucy, I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so what would you say, like, when you were deep into the performing arts, did you have, like, a dream role or a show that you wanted to be a part of or do that you were kind of hoping, like, oh, I hope my school does this or, like, this role. I really identify with this role and I'd love to play it someday. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I was deep into it, I, I had those roles. But I guess the thing is now I I have performance in such a different way integrated into my life now that I guess I don't think as much about that. It's kind of like I think about shows that I love, but I don't necessarily think about the roles that I would play in them. It's just like I appreciate the art from afar now as like an observer um, or as an, as an enthusiast. So I don't know that there are roles that, I mean, there probably were, but I don't know of any currently. What are your favorite shows then? To... Yeah, yeah. So when I was in high school, that's when I like was really into just like figuring out what, you know, which shows I liked. My mom and I would go to musical theater productions, like, you know, a couple times a month. There's a place called Lyric Stage near us that, put on professional shows. So I would always go to those. And then I would see surrounding high schools productions as well as, you know, being in my own uh, high schools productions. So favorite musicals would probably be Memphis and Wicked and Phantom of the Opera. Uh, And we got a Phantom stand over here. I love Phantom so, not as much as Abby does. I love Phantoms so much. <laughs> and without without having seen it, um, Hamilton. But I haven't seen it, so I can't say. It's just like I've listened to the music. Have you watched it's it on Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, Patrick, I'm going to send you my login. You're gonna- <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm going to create you a little profile. You're going to go in there. You're going to watch it. You're going to change your life. It's, it's crazy. So good. Here's the thing. I played the lottery. You have seen it in person. He saw it in person. I've only oh, yeah. seen the Disney Plus version. And the Disney Plus be like, I would have paid $40 for that. Disney doesn't need to know that. But Yeah, no. Well, they're already, now they're charging people more for stuff now. So maybe don't say that out loud too much. Um, but yeah, no, I saw it in person. It was, it is, it's worth every bit of the hype that people give it. Like, like I understand why yeah. tickets are $200 for I'm, what? I'm sorry. Um, my ticket was $478. Yeah. That's like that in the nosebleed handing out programs. They have you working part-time while you're there. That's what you paid. That's <laughs> what I would have paid. I, I will sit all the way up in the nosebleed. It's so funny, but I'm serious. I'm going to send you my login. And you're gonna watch Hamilton. <laughs> I'm going to change this for you. That needs to Sounds happen. Um, it's going to happen. All right, number four. Um, what is your most embarrassing moment that you can remember? Did you ever have like an embarrassing moment on stage or like a costume mishap or something? So I don't think I actually had things go wrong like in a real world setting. And even like if I think into rehearsals, I think I was somehow fortunate enough to not have bad moments. But I think that one like somewhat like just like funny memory that I have is so in my high school, our theater director had us do something called the show behind the show or a subtext run. Actually, those are two separate things. The show behind the show is where as soon as you get off stage, you never drop character and you actually continue interacting with everyone backstage while in character. Brilliant. So you never get to be, I never get to be Patrick when I step off stage. I'm still in character, still interacting with people, whatever. Then we have something called a subtext run and a subtext run meant that Uh, You basically go through the entire show, whatever that show may be, and you can't ever say your actual lines. 
You can only say the hidden meaning beneath the words. And so that's kind of where you get to go deep into what these words mean in character. And so the reason why this is the memory I'm bringing up is because I had a show, Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller, a play. Oh, love it. <laughs> uh, and this was a one-act play variety of this. So, you know, it's only 40 minutes. And I am Stanley, the waiter. And in the 40-minute version of this, I have one line. <laughs> so when I have, when I have my subtext moment, I go off. I have a monologue <laughs> for like a minute. <laughs> and, and I'm saying like, I worked this job as a servant this restaurant my whole life. I put in the work on the daily and you guys are so ungrateful to me. But here's your food. Oh my god! <laughs> whatever it was, but it was like it wasn't embarrassing. It was just like it's funny looking back on. I was like looking for a pen while you were saying those things, and I'm so glad it's recorded so I can go back and like take notes on that because those are brilliant. Those are yeah. I'm is. totally doing that the next time I direct a show. I like that's the, the show yeah, it, with the, like the, the show level. behind the show. That's cool. Yeah, that's a really good, that's just especially, an overall great acting exercise. Yeah, especially if you have like a yeah. real character heavy show, like. Yeah, you have to definitely not be yourself. Because <laughs> I'm literally one of those people, like, I'm the character fully when I'm out there, but the second I hit the wings, I'm like, Ugh. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I just pick yeah. it back up and I try my best. To, but it would. It would be easier just to, like, it, be it there all be, the time. But, like, I, I start to think of, like, that show, like, well, just, like, Little Mermaid, for example. Like, the second I didn't have to be Sebastian, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, sure. it's, it's really cool, like, looking back on this, because, again, this is something I have not directly thought about probably in six years, but it's like, even as Stanley, as the one-line Stanley character, because of the show behind the show, it's almost like I got to have that bigger role, or, like, that continuous role, because in the backstage world, I get to interact with everyone, and I walk by someone, and I get to talk to them in character, they respond in character, and it's like it builds another level of another level of character development, and I guess even for a small role, it kind of gives you a bigger one. I love that. Yeah. Now we say that a lot around here too. Yeah. It's like we have a strong belief that everybody should at least do like one play in their lifetime, and they should spend at least six months in like a service industry role, like yep. a waiter or something, because mm -hmm. those just they teach you such basic life skills of just communication and teamwork and dealing with difficult people yeah and like <laughs> overcoming obstacles like yeah. it's just it's they're really good life lessons i've used my theater experience in every job interview i've ever had yeah. and i'm pretty sure i got my new job because i had theater experience yeah well you see it just it works for people yeah um so what this is kind of a different because like you say you're you're kind of six or so years removed from this but this is a new question we just like to ask is if you could gender swap a role, like what role would you want to be? So like if you could take any female musical theater role and, and it's you, like you it's magically appropriate for a male. Yeah, you have and the chops, you can dance, you can sing, you can do everything. Which which one would you pick? I don't Yeah, um, I would 100% be Elphaba and Wicked. Mm. I think I should have I should have he said he liked Wicked. I should have <laughs> totally said that. That would be the most fun thing ever to get to be like in that powerful role where you just get to like literally hanging up and send you into the air as you say the word gravity. I don't know. It just like it'd be so cool. No, those are I saw Wicked at the Orpheum Theater in Minneapolis when it was touring and like 
the lady that sang that, it's only happened a few times in my life. My entire body went numb while she was singing and I watched her like go up and I couldn't move like any of my <laughs> appendages because it was just, it was cool. <laughs> it was really yeah. cool. Honestly though, I've kind of felt that the, the first time I saw, no, the second time I saw Phantom, I saw it like in the kind of orchestra pit level main. And yeah. The chandelier is above you. So when it starts, it's on the ground. And then it just comes like that. That first chord of the show is just like, whoo, ooh, all the things are happening. And then the chandelier goes up, kind of makes you hold back. I should really see this show. I don't know. You should. It's so good. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's so good. But I, I've, I kind of want to do like, like a whole, like an all male cast of Wicked now and put Patrick and Alphaba because I've, I've always wanted to be Galinda. <laughs> but like, I've, you want to sing popular? <laughs> well, I want to sing popular, but I've always thought it would be funny just with me being who I am, turning Galinda into Gay Linda. <laughs> And just, oh and just playing that up just a tiny bit, but okay, you know, that's just a, that's just a personal dream of mine. We'll digress from that. <laughs> um, this next question is actually Rachel's favorite, so I'm gonna let her ask. This it. is my favorite question, and you're not necessarily you don't have to. It doesn't have to be acting because you're really a personality on your own. But we like to ask, uh, like, what blend of like different celebrities or different personalities like that you've. Where do you draw your inspiration from, and how that makes up? I we say acting smoothie, but yeah, I guess like your like just and even like related to like your fitness experience too. Yeah. Like what what in, who inspires you to like and really, inspires what you put out to like people like me, like your clients. Yeah, it's really like like who inspires you the most? Kind of question. Yeah, so I will say the acting smoothie is a much more difficult one for me to answer because of the fact that like the acting directly on the stage and stuff like that only really extended through, you know, 2014. And then I had a little bit of it kind of in 2014 through 15 when I did college speech, cause I was still doing like the, you know, dramatic interp and poetry prose duo, that sort of thing. Um, and so like when I look back on those, the inspiration that I drew was in large part from other competitors who I witnessed either in person or on video. Like, rather than pulling from actors on TV uh, that felt, I guess, further removed, I was looking to, like, the most successful competitors on my team or the most successful successful competitors on the national team and being like, ooh, I like the way they do this and this thing. Or, like, oh, wow, I love, like, you know, the, the, the hand motions that they do there or, like, the way they did this with their voice. And I was like, I would just kind of pick and choose these things. Um, but one thing that I kind of prided myself on was by the time I got to my senior year of high school, um, historically, I had been horrible at dramatic interp, which is just like a 10 minute performance that is dramatic in nature. You take, you know, a full length play or book, cut it down to 10 minutes and you perform in character. I've been horrible at that for three years. Like I never did well. I maybe made it to finals like two or three times. And my senior year, I told myself like, I'm going to make this my own. I'm going to finally do well in this uh, event. And what it took for me to do that was actually creating what I called like a new style of acting entirely. Like rather than pulling from anyone else, I was going to make my own for this event. And the way in which I did that was, Basically, I took the style of acting that people typically did in humorous interp, which is the same thing, but humorous in nature, and I 
applied it to the dramatic side. And I don't, I don't mean that I mean it. What I mean is that in high school speech, you typically are doing a humorous interpret where you're popping between characters. Like you will literally play four or five different characters at once, like popping in between them, having a conversation with yourself. And it's very difficult to make that serious when you're like, hey, my name is Patrick. And then you're like, hey, my name is Joe. And you'd like pop between all these different characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I found a way to do that and i found a way to play two different characters where i'm like literally popping between them back and forth and in the last year of dramatic interpret that i ever had i made it to the semifinals in the state competition and the only reason i didn't make it to finals is because one and two were in my room and it was just like it was incredible and that i guess the long-winded answer is that the best that i've ever done at straight acting was by creating my own style without pulling from an existing base. So that's my, uh, like my answer. That. Oh, that's cool. I like that. It's really cool. Yeah, you're, that just, that's, that, he just parts wisdom out. all. Like you don't deal with Patrick <laughs> on a daily basis, I but know. I do. He puts a lot of wisdom out in the world. And he, <laughs> I just listen when he talks because it's real. It's, maybe, he knows I, a lot. maybe I should be like following him on the Instagram. Maybe you should follow Patrick Lyons <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I think that's a good thing you should do. I appreciate it. You can, I'm a creeper on Instagram. I felt, huh? when I was asking him yesterday, I was like, what do you want as like your song? Because I was just going to do Joy because every morning I watch this oatmeal Instagram story and that's the song that's also, associated with it. Also, your oatmeal looks bougie AF. I have the recipe I can show you. Okay. <laughs> I love a good oatmeal. It's real good. It's real, real good. Um. Okay. Oh, he froze. You guys are frozen. Oh, there he oh, goes. There you You're go. back. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Hello. You are back. <laughs> back. I love technology. <laughs> On my end, as, as soon as Travis said, I have the recipe, it froze, and I was like, <laughs> it's like the secret moment. Yeah. No one else gets to hear. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to cut you out just so you don't know I'm telling people about the secret oatmeal recipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so now we just kind of want to get into a little bit more about you now. So you had some arts and some speech experience, but then you took that experience and you kind of segued into a YouTube career where you put a lot of different content, um, a lot of good, even just like humorous skit kind of videos or like fun things you would do around campus when you were, um, what, what school did you go to in Texas? I forget. UT Austin. U- UT Austin. So, yeah. Um, so tell us about that and what that transition was like and why you chose to make YouTube kind of your platform for a while. Yeah. So basically, as I was alluding to earlier, I was doing speech and debate in college through about 2015 November somewhere around there and there were a lot of reasons that I I left the formal activity of speech and debate but um, it was like leaving the activity gave me so much more time to devote to other things and the one one of the things that I feared about leaving speech was having like a formal performative outlet where I could continue you know having that you know theatrical background applied to something I was doing in my life um but throughout that entire time, like when I was doing college speech, I was also making Facebook live videos. Um, actually, when I'm thinking back in the timeline, I think I, I can't remember now if I started Facebook live during or after like either, either like way I was Facebook doing Facebook lives? live videos. Wait, sorry. Like, you cut like, out. What'd you say? Oh, sorry. I'm um, like, just kind of like random Facebook lives or were they? Kind oh of yeah, yeah. So I was, getting into the whole fitness coaching thing by then. And so I had a mentor who was a very successful fitness coach 
And one day he was like, all right, everyone in this group, it was like a group of us aspiring fitness coaches. Everyone in this group has to go live on Facebook today or you're out of the group. It was like a very like intense thing, but it was like the motivation I needed in that moment. Um, because otherwise I wouldn't have ever gone live. Like it was such a scary thing to just like talk to a camera and know that someone could be on the other side, literally in real time in that moment, listening. Um, but it was like, I knew that I wanted to be a successful coach. And if he's telling me this, I know that he's coming from like a genuine place. So I did it. And, uh, that very first video I ever put out was about like the five top tips I had for people looking to go on a fitness journey. And that was like my very first live video ever. And I think it ended up getting like 1100 views, which was crazy because it was just like people who I knew personally from throughout my life. Right. And so that was really cool. And that started a journey of Facebook live for me where for every week for a year, I put out another video uh, about different fitness and nutrition topics. So that kind of became my performative outlet in that, like, I just got to talk to people and I guess it was like an audience of sorts. But as I went through that, I had various people commenting and reaching out like, hey, dude, really love your videos. I think you should do YouTube. Like you could have the potential to reach even more people um, through that, you know, not just the people you know personally. And I was like, that'd be cool. But like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do anything on YouTube. I just watch videos. Um, And luckily, I had a friend who reached out and offered to teach me how to edit. And like an hour or two later, I knew how to edit videos. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I, I got what I need. But the first video I did wasn't really performative. The first video I did was just like a recap of my fitness journey from ages 10 to 22, I think. Um, And so it wasn't like a performance. And then after that, I kind of had to think to myself, like, what do I want to do with my channel? What is it that I could see myself doing continuously? And so kind of the reflection I had is that the root of what I want to share is fitness. However, I don't know that everyone wants to get fit or is ready to get fit right now, but I think what consistently everyone in the world wants is to be entertained. So I was like, okay, if I can create entertaining content that somehow weaves in fitness, then I can kind of like subtextually integrate fitness into my content, despite it being performative or entertaining in nature. And so from there, I just kind of, explored that idea and like it started with me challenging strangers on the street who didn't know they were on camera to a push-up contest for a hundred dollars and so randomly on sixth street i did like i don't know six or seven different push-up contests and it was just like an absolute blast having those interactions and like kind of creating an experience that otherwise wouldn't have existed in those people's lives or in my own um and then from there i just kind of continued that doing like little pranks I started putting on costumes, whether it be like a blue morph suit or a Batman suit or a T-Rex costume and doing random stunts with people in person. Like I could literally be doing push-ups in a T-Rex costume in the library. Like so one of those like, blow-up T-Rex costumes? Yes. Yes. One of the blow-up T-Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like these insane, absurd concepts. And I was just like, I loved doing those because it made the world my stage and it made random people at my university, the audience. And, uh, I just got to put those moments out into the world. And it it was just like this really special thing that I've never let go of. So now the performative thing is still there. And my audience, instead of being, you know, an auditorium of a couple hundred 
is a YouTube channel of 85,000. So that's been really cool. Yeah. So impressive. He's got himself a following. He does. wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> we should try harder is what I'm we, saying. We should. <laughs> we should try harder. We should try harder. We really need to. We should try harder. It, it works for people. <laughs> <laughs> He's a living example of how like. Consistency every time. Consistency yeah, exactly. Time. Look, he sent me a consistency equals results, Rachel. He told me that yesterday. I know. And we're I like, we're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I know, we have, I know, but that's not the thing we want to be. No. So, you you know, we at, at the root of everything that, that you do, Patrick, fitness is, it's, it's the nucleus. It's everything that, you know, it's what drives you. It's your passion. Um, yeah. So what, what inspires you to go down that path? What, what happened in your life that you, like, when was the moment that it clicked and you were like, this is what I need to do in every aspect of what I do. This has to be, like you said, a facet of it and weave this in whenever I can. Yeah. So I would say there are kind of three distinct points in my journey that have led to who and what I am today. The first uh, is back when I was around 10 years old. That's the first time when I really had an insecurity about my body. And that's like a really weird thing to say and reflect on just because like, I don't think any 10 year old deserves to have insecurity. Like, mm-hmm. A 10 year old kid just should be a kid and should just enjoy and love life. And I, it's not that I did. I did. I had friends. I had a great upbringing. My parents were wonderful. But for whatever reason, I looked at myself in the mirror as a 10 year old and didn't like the way I looked. I was very skinny. I felt weak. Like I didn't like body and that, um, that was my reality. And so I went back in my mind. It's almost like I was looking for a solution, even if I didn't know it. And so then when I saw the movie Batman begins and I saw Batman doing pushups, I, as the 10 year old said, I need to do pushups. So that's exactly what I started doing. I started doing pushups and sit-ups like every single day, but I didn't really know anything about fitness. Like I wasn't doing like progressive overload or like resistance training in a formal way. It was just like, I'm doing what Batman did in that movie. But as time went on, I like, even as a 11, 12, 13 year old was like looking up videos online and of people doing different push-up varieties. I learned through a guy named like master Ken Weikert, who did all of these different push-ups for the military. That's like the first phase though. It's like, that's what it was rooted in. And then the second phase comes in like high school when I've been doing push-ups and sit-ups for years and just like I'm now a skinny person who's able to do a lot of push-ups and sit-ups. And then once it gets to high school, um, I start like an at-home workout program that is more formal with progressive overload and uh, it does have push-ups and sit-ups but it also has pull-ups, it uses a little bit of dumbbells and it's like this is where I think I first started to really find my passion for fitness because now it's like I'm actively challenging my body. And the reason that that happened is because at the age of 15, I believe it was, I went to a summer school PE camp. And the reason I went to summer school PE camp is because I was a nerd and I didn't want physical education to count against my GPA. Because when you take AP classes, you get bonus points. And when you take PE, there is no AP PE so you don't get bonus points. <laughs> so the, the, the workaround to that is that if you take summer school PE, it doesn't count towards your GPA. So 
I took summer school PE and I, I think I can confidently say that every single person there was very out of shape, myself included. Cause most of the time, if you're taking summer school PE, it's because you have no other physical aspiration. If that would have been um, a thing in Minnesota, I would have needed summer school. My PE. dad would have enrolled me in that so fast. And I would have hated every <laughs> second of it. Oh, have terrible upper body strength. <laughs> I took Rachel to the gym with me twice, and then that was it. Such a, an on average, out of shape group. Can you guys still hear me? It sounds like you're breaking up. Yeah, no, I can, no, see, you. can see you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, this summer school PE coach director guy gives us P90X, the workout program, on like the second day of the camp. Oh, like geez. that's what we had to do. And so like it absolutely killed me. It was like I could barely make it through five minutes and I was just like, well, this is horrible. Like I can't do what I'm being told to do. But that was like a huge motivator for me. It was like, no, I want to get my body to the point where I can not only do that, but do it and it be easy. And so I did the P90X workout program all the way through at that point, like not through the summer camp. Like I did it on my own time outside of the camp and it just turned my life around because it was like, I've gotten the, the best shape of my life for like the first time, I guess. And I loved the way my body felt. I started to like the way my body looked, but still kind of had the insecurity about feeling small slash weak, whatever. So first milestone at 10, second milestone at 15. Um, I do like at home workouts for the next like three ish years and then college comes around and it's the first time where I'm really exposed to like a gym environment and I had no idea how to use the gym. And so it's the first time where I experienced like this kind of like overwhelm of being in a gym and having no idea how to use the equipment and feeling like I didn't belong and feeling kind of like everyone else knew what they were doing, but I didn't. And so that was a deterrent. Um, and then the fact that college was happening, I felt just too busy to find time to work out. So I just completely stopped working out for like six months. Um, I never got to a point where I was like overweight or anything, but I definitely like accumulated fat and lost muscle. And like, you know, that's always like a demotivator. And then, uh, an online fitness challenge group arose. And I, I didn't mention this earlier, but like I had an online fitness coach myself. And so that person kind of like uh, encouraged me to join this group. And it was the first time where I was doing a program that was in the gym that I now could feel confident doing because I had a coach, I had a program to follow, and I could be confident in knowing that like I'm going to get in shape because of this and I'm going to you know take this big step in my journey. And so I committed to 90 days all the way through got in the best shape of my life again, this time finally feeling like confident in myself because I was gaining the size I wanted. I didn't have like that, that feeling underneath where I felt skinny or insecure about my body. And it had such a substantial impact on my life at that point. And, you know, basically for my entire life now that I, I was like, I need to help others achieve what I have just achieved. Like the, the fact that I feel this good about myself just because of committing to a fitness journey in a way that is, you know, genuinely meaningful and applicable. I would love to help other people do that. And that is like the, that third point that kind of went into the rest of my life uh, today. I like that. 
I'm not a big gym person, not because I don't know how to go to the gym. Because I like cardio, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> I, I do not like to pick up heavy things and put I, them down. <laughs> I related a lot to what he said, though, is yeah. because, like, I mean, I, I've i never had, I mean, I've always had, like, body dysmorphia issues and stuff mm -hmm. like that from a different side of it because I've always been much bigger than I've always wanted to be. Yeah. I dealt a lot with, like, emotional eating when I was younger, and I was very profusely bullied, and you know, that led to food was the thing that I could control and it made me feel good to just put food in my mouth. Yeah, and I, I don't know how I, that's how I process that. But part of like getting in shape and like going to the gym, that was the worst for me because all of that, to me, the gym was just full of a bunch of like gorgeous people who were already where they wanted to be and were already there. And then the fat kid walked in and everyone was like pointing and looking and staring and you know, watching them try yeah. and then it just became more, I'm being bullied silently while I have these headphones in trying to do something and then you don't go anymore. Yeah. And a part of it is because I went the first, the, I made many attempts before I actually connected with Patrick to, um, to go and to do this. I've restarted this journey several times over the mm -hmm. course of my life and it's never stuck this long, which is something I'm super proud of. Yeah. Because Patrick actually showed me what I need to do, and like took he took he took away the guesses. He took away like the like walking up to the machine and going, I don't know where to put my hands. Like you like it's just and you freak out, and then it's like well, it's easier just to leave. Yeah, you know. But he he made it so easy to like actually make an investment in myself to and actually stick with it now granted i've had i just came off a week where i was just like i was not in a good mental space and i just but needed you still went to the gym i needed what what patrick calls a deload week <laughs> <laughs> i needed one of them and it was more of a mental deload week than anything but yeah. it felt so good to I'm go back use that deload yeah that's what he does. He takes like a deload week to let his body fully recover from everything that he's put it through in the gym. Oh, I like that. I so like that. So I gave my brain a deload week to let it fully yeah. recover from everything that I went through. <laughs> um, I like that parallel, actually. I like that. Yeah. No, it's, I, you know, see, I don't know. I, I was in the, the opposite direction of that. I was a dancer for years. So it got to be like you emotionally ate and I emotionally didn't eat and overexercised. So exercise is still a little terrifying for me because mm -hmm. it, it triggers some weird things in my brain. But I like to be active. Like I go for walks every day. Yeah. I like to stand when I work. I, I do musical theater. That's where I say I get all my... Your cardio. My, <laughs> that's where I get all my, my exercise for the years when I do, when I do a show. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You have it to sing is. and move your whole body. It is a lot of work. But sometimes you have to pick up things. And I put will them tell down. you, I have been exercising correctly for a while now, and <laughs> the amount of exercise you get in a rehearsal is nothing compared to what you get when yeah. you actually do. A, I used to write that off too, like real quick. <laughs> I know but that. It, for me, it, like as somebody who just like wants to stay active, like go rollerblading or taking a walk every day just to like clear the like mental cobwebs yeah it's right up my alley so like we said patrick is the um 
the inventor, owner, creator of the Lion Shred, which is the program that I use um, when I go to the gym every day, it's five a, days a week, sometimes a, seven days a week if I just am bored. And I, that's what, see, that's why, <laughs> that's why Patrick has changed me in so many ways so because when I was bored, eating. I used to like pick up a bag of chips and start a new series. Now I go to the gym. And that's the choice that I make, and I'm glad that I make it. And you've mentally changed me, and I just want you to know that that's that's a thing because that's hard to do. Me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say, as a friend, seeing like getting a text message like, "Yeah, I'll be there after I go to the gym." Like hey, my brain goes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. You're kind of bopping in and You're out. Bopping in and out, though. Hey, Travis, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? We're experiencing some technical difficulties. Oh, please stand by. Please stand oh, that's by. That's what we need. <laughs> please stand by. <laughs> hey, Travis, can you hear me? I can. Can. can you hear us? I don't know. Maybe he can't hear us. He might be able to hear us. This is a night camp to have rehearsal first. Oh, no. Maybe Teams was not the right. Maybe not. Um. Hmm. Oh no! Oh, I was just going to tell him to pop out and pop back in, maybe, but maybe that's what he's going to do anyway. Do you want to pause the recording? No, I think this. I think listeners love this. <laughs> this is probably what we need. Um, can you guys hear me? Oh crap! The thing's way up there. <laughs> you know what? Let's take a short break, and we'll be back with you guys we'll here in just a minute. I can't. I have rehearsal. Is currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by for the remainder of the episode. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, please visit I can't. I have rehearsal podcast.com. All right, we're back, and Patrick's back with us. We, we experienced some technical difficulties, but we got it. Yay! We got it back in motion here. Um, so, Patrick, to preface before we lost you, I basically said you are the creator of the Line Shred, the program that I use, um, and you um, mentally changed me because I I go to the gym five to seven days a week now, like the five that I'm supposed to, and then if I'm bored, I still just go there. And I said that I used to just pick up some chips and start a new series on Netflix, and now I make this conscious choice to go to the gym, and I'm happy that I make that. Um, and that's, I owe a lot of that to you because you showed me what to do, and I'm not afraid to do that anymore. Um, but yeah, you've changed me as a person, and people think it. People don't get it yet because it's just so. It makes me so happy though because I know how frustrated you you've you've been over the the years that we like I've known Travis since high school. Yeah, we've been friends for a very long time. Friends for a very long time. Um, so it's I'm. Every time I see like a little gain or a little like like when you were showing off your biceps the other day, I was like, "Oh, look at you!" <laughs> no, and now I'm one of those people that like I walk by a mirror sometimes and I'm like, "Cool!" <laughs> like I do it really like, and then like I never used to. I hated mirrors. And I still hate them because it just, it showed me the person that I didn't want to be. And I was that person because it's a reflection. It's what it's, what it's supposed to show you. But like, 
I've slowly started to be okay with them <laughs> now just because they're showing me the progression of what I'm doing. And I owe a lot of that to this guy. Well, like, and it shows so much too, like when I see, like even in Facebook, like when I go back and see like, like Facebook memories that pop up, like the you who you are now, like I can't believe you used to be that person. I know he's a totally different. <laughs> he's a totally different human being. Like it's Newfo crazy who to dis. me. <laughs> yeah, it's super crazy to me. Like I look at, like even just pictures of me when I like last August when I started the whole fitness journey. Like yeah. it was, it's just so that I hate that person in that picture on the left all the time when I post progress pictures because it's, but you have to do it, but that's, you know, it's, it's my past, but it's, you know, and it, it's important to know where I came from, but I just like, no one told me, no one told me it was that bad. You know, <laughs> thought I had better friends than that. Rachel. <laughs> Here's the thing. No, I'm just kidding. It was all on me. <laughs> like it was all my bad. I don't but, step on anybody's fitness journey. I don't, no. I don't, I don't, it's not my place. But I how to make your body look. I just like the next the next thing we wanted to talk about was just for you to talk about the lion shred itself and its creation and your motivation behind it. And like, did you ever think that it was going to like I know people hope that. But did you think it was going to create the community that it's created? And like with all the clients you have, I don't know, like the, the Facebook group that we're all a part of. I freaking love that thing. It's just so, so cool. And like me and Micah, he's like my little buddy. We talk all the time now. <laughs> like, he keeps me super motivated. So there's another guy in the, in the, in the program. His name is Micah. He's 17, I think. And he's yeah. lost over a hundred pounds. He's to turn 18. Yeah. He's just turning 18 and he oh, lost over a hundred pounds. Good for Micah. Yeah. He's, and he's a super yeah. cool kid. Like, and he works at McDonald's. And I've been there. That is hard. <laughs> That's where my problems all started. Like, yeah. When the dollar menu becomes the 50 cent menu on an employee discount, <laughs> things get crazy. Okay. This is why I've never really worked in food service. Well, I'm just well, I have, I have worked in food service, but it was but it, lots of running in food yeah. service. But like he's created this whole community. So tell us about that, Patrick. And like the, yeah. the, in, the induction of the program and everything. Yeah. Um, I can't help but smile just thinking about the journey because it, it has been very, very cool and very rewarding. But just to kind of take you through the process, um, after going on my own journey, deciding that I wanted to help other people do, uh, you know, achieve what I had done, have that transformation in their life, it was like I started coaching through another company and I slowly, slowly but surely realized that I didn't really agree with the company's direction. Like they were like a solely at home program. And they didn't necessarily apply all of like the current science in the field. And that started to become bothersome to me because I'm all about like optimization and like getting the best results, safest results, most efficient possible. So I'm like going through my own journey, coaching for this other company I didn't fully believe in while doing my own research, then starting to apply the research to my own journey and getting even better results than I had ever gotten uh, with that other company as a result. And so I'm slowly but surely laying the foundation for creating my own program. But for a long time, it was just my program, like literally for me, Patrick Lyons, to work out in the gym. And I have this very distinct memory. Um, I was a Camp Texas counselor, meaning that like I was, you know, like one of the counselors for incoming freshmen at the University of Texas. 
So I had like this small group of around 10 kids one summer. And we do this thing called breaking boundaries, where we go around the circle and we all answer these like vulnerable questions um, about life. And like, it's this really cool space where we get to, you know, kind of become closer to one another by answering these questions that would be difficult to just randomly ask unless in a very formal environment called breaking boundaries. And so one of them was about like, what are your either dreams, goals, aspirations? What do you want to achieve in X amount of time? Something like that. And this happened probably three years ago. And I remember saying like, and sometime in the next five plus years, like I want to start my own fitness program. Like it would be the coolest thing in the world to the next, to, uh, just to like create my own thing. Cause I've done all of these other people's programs. I would love to create my own. Uh, but like, I, like I saw that as something that was so far off in the distance because I was thinking of it as like, you know, the people whose programs that I'm doing somehow like, you know, earned that right uh, that I don't have. And it's not that they didn't, they absolutely did. Uh, but it's like, I felt so far removed from that, that I didn't think it was something that was possible for me to do for a long time. But like reflecting back on that, it's really just that I wasn't giving myself permission and I wasn't believing in myself enough. Um, and that kind of held me back. It limited me. And I definitely had a little bit of like fear or self doubt of like, even if I did do that, could I really do it? Like, would I be good enough? And would it actually, you know, have any positive impact on others? So all these things were at play. Uh, but shortly after that, I applied for American Ninja Warrior for the second time, and I made it on the show. And wait, the reason wait, why wait, I did- wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what? you should really yeah. follow his Instagram. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love American Ninja Warrior. Oh, he was a warrior. Yeah. Listen up. <laughs> I was, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, yeah, the reason why I just kind of randomly threw that in is because um, on the day that I got the call, I had about five weeks between that moment and the day I was going to compete on the show, and that meant I had five weeks to get in the best shape of my life. And so, in those five weeks, I applied like everything I had learned, all of the science, all the programming that I had done to get into the best shape of my life while, you know, maintaining muscle, maintaining strength, getting stronger, becoming even more agile on obstacles, all of this. And I competed on the show and actually didn't do very well at all, but that's not what mattered. What mattered is that I reflected back on the last year of my life about like how I got in the best shape of my life using my own program, using the current science in the field. And then on top of that, someone in the casting room of that show believed in me enough to say that I deserve to be in that moment, that I deserve to be on the show, that I was good enough. Right. Yeah. And though I wish it didn't take getting that permission from someone else, that's what it kind of took for me. It's like, I realized in that moment that I was good enough and that I did have the knowledge and the ability and the platform to come out with my own program. And so that's exactly what I did. I launched my program, the lion shred shortly after competing on American Ninja Warrior shortly after going through my own transformation, getting in the best shape of my life. And so literally like a day after launching the program, I was already working with my own clients. And that was such a fulfilling feeling. Um, and it didn't happen by accident. It was, you know, from years of putting out Facebook live videos, from putting out YouTube videos, and then going through my own journey and going on American Ninja Warrior that led to that moment. And so that's the birth of it. And then since then, 
I've now worked with over 500 clients in 16 countries on six continents. And it has been the most insane journey. Uh, and and as, to Travis's point, the Facebook community that has come about because of it has over 400 of those members all over the world, keeping each other motivated and accountable to our goals. And it's the coolest thing being able to both share my story and journey and insights in there. And then also following along and helping others and seeing this community grow around the program um, because it, it shows that we're all in this together, that we're not alone. And I just love it. It's, it's so rewarding. That's so dope. I'm telling you, it's good, good stuff. I mean, it was, <laughs> look at me. I'm done doing it. It's good. It's all good. So tell us a little bit about the lion shred. Like, yeah, because, I mean, like I know, it's totally customizable. You have programs for literally everybody. But, like, give us the spiel on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. So the Lion Shred is my fully customized workout program and meal plan tailored to you and your individual goals. So break it down. The workout program is a full 98 custom workout program. And within that, uh, for every given workout, I tell you exactly how many reps to do for every exercise how to do the exercise and include video tutorials in case there's any guesswork on form or technique, take all of that out. I include a full 90 day workout schedule. So you know exactly what workout to do every single day for the entire program. Um, and that's the gist of the workouts, uh, to, to Travis's point, it's fully customizable in many ways because I have an at home program. I have the original lion shred. Then you can progress to lion shred 2.0 lion shred 3.0 superhero physique, lion shred 3.0, uh, superhero strength. Then I have the Lion Shred Women Specialization Program, huge variety of programs. I've worked with clients ranging in age from 13 to 73, so a 60-year age range that I've worked with over time. Um, obviously, men and men and women, college adults, high school students, industry, everything. Um, then the meal plan side of the equation. Uh, in the full meal plan, I break down exactly how many calories you should be eating based on your goals and your current weight, your goal weight, all of that. And within that, I tell you exactly what foods to make, like what foods to eat, how much of each ingredient to use and how to make the recipes. And then on the mid-tier meal plan side of the equation, I break down how many calories and then the macros. So the proteins, carbs, and fats, and like how many of each of those you should be having. And then no matter what program you're on, whether you just have the workouts, just have the meal plan, have both, any variety thereof. Uh, we do weekly check-ins so we can assess progress, make adjustments as needed, ensure that you continue making progress towards your goals. And then of course, plug into the Lion Shred community to keep you motivated and accountable. Um, and that is the Lion Shred. And it's, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Um, it's one of the two things I'm most proud of in this world uh, that I've created. That's so dope. Cause here's like, in an Instagram world, <laughs> especially from a lady standpoint, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it's hard to to look at people and like I know a lot of it's not real. Sure, you have to go into that. But the amount of like bombardment that I get from people on like you know the MLM kind of that vibe that, you know, you, you know, you got to try this. You can do these workouts. It's going to make you feel amazing. It's so cookie cutter. Yeah. And that's, and 
kind of what I, I'm getting from your your description of the lion's red and what Travis has shared with me is that it's not it's the most opposite of any other like online workout program that I've ever seen. Yeah. Which is super cool. He literally leads with a questionnaire of like and it goes into like what foods will you eat? What foods are you absolutely like never going to put inside your body? Like, <laughs> like do you have an aversion to fish or like are you cool with that? Like um, how many days a week do you want to work out? What are your actual goals? Like do you want to build muscle? Do you want to lose fat? And that all of that goes into like him considering, okay, what am I going to do for this person that's going to best get them to where they want to be? It's totally, he thinks about each person individually. That's so dope. And it's not just like, a, here, I made this one thing. I just give it to everybody and make yeah. them pay for it. Like you're being taken care of on a personal level, which is something totally different than what you get from all of these other different fitness coaches that are just out there, like trying to just push their program that they've developed. He, you know, they developed one thing and Patrick mm -hmm. has developed you know, a program, but he's developed a program that can grow with each person that does it. That he can kind of piece apart. Like you can kind of, you can take an individual person and build them their own personal puzzle is what I'm kind of getting from it. Yeah. This would maybe make me want to work out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know a guy, you should talk to him <laughs> and maybe see what he can do. He told you he has a specialized women's program that, how they do? Maybe, maybe it's something to think about. I don't know, Rachel. Maybe it's something you should consider. I like the way I look right now. I didn't know you had like the superhero. What were the other two? The superhero ones? Landshred 3.0 superhero physique. Landshred 3.0 superhero strength. It's just two different paths you can take in the 3.0 world. Okay, so, 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 I'm like on, so I'm on 2.0. Like so when I get to 3.0, I'm going to have to choose my fork in the road. Exactly. Ooh, and then you can go to the other fork later. Oh, perfect. I can get both. <laughs> perfect. So you can get the, I'm going to look like a superhero and then I'm going to be strong like a superhero. Yeah, I need to look. I don't really want to, you, you know, I don't want to, I don't want everybody thinking I can lift everything we ever need lifted. You know what I mean? Why not? It's so helpful. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm five feet tall. So Travis, what are you, six two? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I yeah. appreciate my tall and super strong friends when I have to move. <laughs> um, so Patrick, before we wrap up, I just want to say, cause I don't really get a lot to do this publicly and I have you like here right now, which is really cool. And I've said this to you before, but I just want to reiterate it. And I'm going to try not to cry when I say this because it's just Keep a it lot, <laughs> but I just want to say thank you to you for one being so patient with me in the beginning because I was a pain in the butt and I understand that <laughs> I'm the worst customer ever. I get it. But, um, you have taken my self-confidence and you've, you've given it a new life, which is something I didn't know was possible because I've literally hated the way that I've looked forever. Yeah. And I'm finally looking at myself like I'm not a hundred percent where I want to be, but I'm going to get there. And I'm, I'm putting in this work and it's, it's really, really fulfilling. And my whole mental health has changed because of what you created and the community that you made me a part of. And I'm so forever grateful to you for that. Be just, I don't even, I don't know how to like wrap up the sentence. It's just, it's so hard when you grow up hating yourself forever. 
and then finally someone looks at you and tells you that you matter. Yeah. And they help you realize that and give you a, give you something to work towards that's yeah. going to make you feel better. And it actually works. And it's it was life-changing. So thank you. I love it. As a, as a friend on the outside watching you like take on this program and make these little changes in your life, it makes me feel happy because it, it makes me worry about you a little less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, mean, Travis, got... I have to say, oh. go ahead. As you were... No, go ahead. As you were saying, like, I got chills multiple times because like, <laughs> I just can't tell you how cool it is for me to hear and how happy I am for you and how proud I am of you. Like that, like everything you just said is literally like the dream of 2015 Patrick when he first decided like, I want to help other people experience what I've just experienced. And now you have, it's like fitness has such a transformative effect on your life. And as long, you know, when you do it right, it, it can impact so many areas of your life. So it's just really, really cool to hear that, um, that it's done all that. It has. I'm a, I'm a true, I'm a true example of, of it. It, it, it does. And you just have to get off your butt. That's yeah. all you have to do. And you have to believe in yourself true. just enough to, to get started. And once you do, it hurts for a few days, but then it gets better. <laughs> and it helps to have, like, I, I love the idea of having that Facebook group of people who've gone through the program or are going through the program. And oh, yeah. Being it's, there to hype you up. But you also have, like, all of your friends and family that have been the most aggressive hype people. Oh, yeah. We've ever been. <laughs> I've probably cried. Like, there was one girl at this show we did this summer, Patrick, and, like, from across the the grass, she just yelled, you look so good. And I just started bawling because, like, no one has ever said that to me before. And I was well, like, I I'm you, working really hard. I, Thank oh, you. Where were we? Um, oh, Alex's going away party. I gave you the compliment of like, your biceps look really nice. Like your arms look mm -hmm. really And then good. I cried again. Anytime somebody compliments <laughs> me, I just cry now. Because it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, so Patrick, we want to give you the opportunity to plug all of your things. Because yes. I'm, I'm a strong advocate for all of them. So plug your socials, <laughs> plug the business, plug whatever you want. Give us, give us the thing. Cool. Um, appreciate it. So you can follow me on Instagram at Patrick Lyons. That's where I will be the most reachable, most successful. I respond to pretty much every message except for the creepers. And even then, sometimes I respond to them too. And then on Facebook. Because you're a good southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, you're cutting out. Hold on. Oh, no. Hold um, on. I have my personal page, Patrick Lyons. And I also have my business page, Patrick Lyons. Hello. Oh, you're there. Yeah. You're back now. You're good. Cool. Um, Facebook, I have my personal page, Patrick Lyons, or I have the business page, Patrick Lyons. YouTube, uh, it's just Patrick Lyons. It's Patrick Lyons everywhere. I'm just telling you all the platforms I have. Also, <laughs> TikTok, um, at Patrick underscore Lyons, and then LinkedIn, Patrick Lyons. I think that's all of them. All right. <laughs> it's everywhere. And the uh, TikToks are funny, by the way, sir. Yeah, he has a, he has good TikTok <laughs> content. He's very underappreciated on that platform. Here's the thing: it's the only place I have more followers than Patrick. <laughs> For now. And yeah, it's gonna change like that. For like one now. day I'm gonna wake up, he's gonna have like forty thousand followers. I'm gonna be with my modest eight twenty in the corner, just like chilling. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the program is there. Is there's a website for the program, right? If people want to go and learn more. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's lion.training, L-Y-O-N.training. But um, it's honestly totally fine if you are listening to this, if you just want to reach out to me directly on Instagram. I can tell you pretty much anything you want to know about the program, answer your questions, go over details. Happy to do that. So and we'll put that all, is uh, the best way to learn more. Yeah, we'll put all your fancy links in the in the down bar below. We'll yeah, link for all sure. Your we'll link all of your stuff for and, you. And everything so people... They can hit the see more and then they can click right over to you. So if you had to have one final word to our audience today, what would it be? The final word to the audience today would be no matter what your goals are in life, whether it's fitness related, arts related, or anything else, think about the power of taking action and how you literally have the choice every single moment of your life to do something that could change the course of the rest of your life. An action you take today could feed into an action you take tomorrow. It feeds into a habit that you build for the rest of your life that could literally make you happier, more fulfilled, healthier, or help someone else simply because of an action you chose to take one day that compounded into a massive effect. That is kind of one of the mottos that I live by and is in large part the theory behind the book that I am writing that I didn't mention throughout this entire podcast. But um, I think the power of habits is incredibly powerful. And you should take advantage of it. It starts today. Do something. Awesome. Yeah. And he is writing a book. He literally does it all. He like literally does it all. It's, it's, I love the daily book update, dude. He writes in it every day. That's the fascinating thing about him. He just, he's so committed to everything he does. He's like the Nick Corey of fitness. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't know who that is, but you should look him up. It's <laughs> he has a fantastic book series called Astral Tides. Highly recommend. Yeah. If you like like fantasy sci-fi. Actually, no. If you like space pirates. Yeah, it's a book about space pirates. It's so good. But it, it's pretty good. It's up my alley. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much. There's nothing in for Producer's Corner. No, so uh, make sure... Wait. I have one one other thing. You say whatever um, you want. I thought, <laughs> I thought I thought about this when my video cut out earlier. I realized I forgot to say what my actual favorite play ever is, and it's called the show where everything goes wrong. <gasps> we love that here. <laughs> we love that here. I saw it. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> London. I saw it. I saw it in London. I have never laughed harder at a show in my entire life. It was incredible yeah that's the first show we saw together travis and i saw together that we sat in the front row yeah 100 percent. it was so good it was so worth it Mm -hmm. i've never like i've never been happier that i don't drink anything before a show because i know i I have like a tiny little baby bladder and i laughed so hard exactly that show was epic no i'm so glad you said that because that that's a fan favorite around here around the podcast for sure that makes you super top tier (laughs) (laughs) he can be our friend now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we've got nothing for producers corner because you all don't leave comments and rachel then can't comment them so please head on over to apple Podcasts, facebook instagram twitter I don't know. We exist on so many platforms. Send us a letter. My my address is somewhere. Like Maybe anything. That's what we should do. Should we get a PO box? Yeah. <laughs> For what? Nobody nobody can comment on a Facebook post. And they're going to send us gifts. That's not going to happen. You never know. So, 
if you guys want to know more about the podcast, please visit I can't have rehearsal podcast.com. You can download all of the episodes there or stream them live. Um, we also have our merch store out there. Any merchandise you guys buy right now from the store, all of the proceeds we get from that are being donated to the actors fund during the Broadway shutdown to help support actors in need during the time of the COVID pandemic. Because um, we can still work, but they cannot. Exactly. So please go out there if you have some extra cash and you want to buy a gift for somebody or treat yourself, go out there and buy a, a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or and if you do, a mug. If you do purchase yourself some merch, make sure to take a picture of it because we'll feature you on our social media. Please and thank you. Yeah, we like to see people in our merch because we have seen ourselves enough. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys want, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where podcasts are listened to. Please, if you really go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars and give us a comment because it helps us get up on the charts a little bit. Yes, and, and helps us connect with sponsors. Which we have none of. So please <laughs> get us some of those. That would be to, super to great. Grab a sponsor for the podcast because we've spent so much of our own money. <laughs> yeah. It's an investment in ourselves, though. Really Patrick, is. thank you so much again for being here. It means a lot to us. And it was really awesome talking to you and get to know you like a little bit more in this format, too. Are we going to make him sing the goodbye? I don't know. <laughs> I was nervous about that. We usually sing goodbye super off key before we play the outro. Yeah. You cool to just like sing the word goodbye with us? Sure. Okay. So on three, we're just going to totally sound like awful, but we're going to try it. Okay. One, two, three. Goodbye. It's better if I go down, isn't it? I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Shapu. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And scene.